Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor Study. Today's show is going to be just a little bit different than what we normally do. Today I'm going to ask Pastor Brock to share with us what happened to him that he came forward to talk about homosexuality and his problem and struggles with homosexuality. And I guess my first question is that maybe in this question period, did you ever think you would be on television and now national television <laughs> talking about this experience? Well, you know, Jackie, I have struggled with same-sex attraction. It became clear to me I had an issue in college. And so I've struggled with this issue most of my life. By the grace of God, I've always been celibate because, you know, the Bible says if you're not married, you don't have sex. So what happened, Jackie, five years ago? I got up and I spoke against homosexual marriage at the Minnesota legislature. And sitting there when I spoke against it was someone that used to be part of my support group. Uh, for years I went to Courage, which is, I'm a Lutheran, but it's a Catholic support group that helps people s stay on the straight and narrow on this issue. Well, one of the men that was in the group left the group and went back into the homosexual lifestyle. Kind of an angry guy. He sat there while I spoke against gay marriage. He went to a homosexual magazine in the Twin Cities and told them, if you, sneak, if you go into this group, you'll catch Pastor Brock there. So this homosexual magazine had a, a man lie his way into our group saying he needed help with this issue too, which he didn't. He wrote a horrible article about me. The article made it sound like I'd done stuff that I've never done in my whole life, Jackie. Again, I've, I've been celibate my whole life. And so I had to talk about this. And did I ever think I would publicly go on national TV and talk about my struggle? No! Did I want to? No! But God had other plans. And I think the Lord wanted somebody to say, look, you can have this struggle, say no to it, get help, and still follow Christ. So even though this was not my, my choice, I was kind of like Jonah in this. Okay, Lord, I'll do this, but don't ask me to like it. So here we are, Jackie, talking about my struggle. Well, can you define your struggle with yeah, homosexuality? You know, I, I have a pull of attraction to men. And again, this became clear to me in college, but there it is. And there are Christians who have same-sex attraction, and they really do get totally free from even the temptation. There are other people like me that struggle with the temptation till the day they die. Now, the temptation though is not a sin. It's acting on it that is the sin. Okay. How do people get a same-sex attraction? Uh-huh. Well, you know, even the liberal American Psychiatric Association that embraces homosexuality, even they will not say they've discovered a gay gene because they haven't. So when, when, you know, all these talk show hosts are saying, well, yes, it's genetic, they don't know that. 
my point is, even if you could find a gay gene, it doesn't change anything. We're all born with sin. If you believe in the Christian doctrine of original sin, Romans chapter 5, that Adam passed his sin on to us, we're all born sinners. We're all born with some sin, Jackie. That doesn't give us the right to practice it. So uh, my opinion, though, is it's not genetic. It's environmental. I, 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 a psychologist who has worked with hundreds of homosexual men said, he has never met one man who has the struggle, who had a close relationship with his father when he was a little boy. Not that later in life they can't have a good relationship, but early in life when the little boy is getting his male identity, something broke down between him and dad. And that was kind of my story. I was just going to ask you that. Did you feel that way from yeah, your growing I, up? I did not bond with my dad. And this is a common story for a lot of men who struggle with same-sex attraction. They never early on got a clear sense that I'm a man. And, you know, and, and, you know there are people that don't have this problem, that don't have fathers, but they had somebody in their life when they were little to affirm their manhood. And, and I, had, I have a brother who's a lot more on the athletic side than I was, and I sensed, whether it was true or not, that Dad really bonded with him, but not with me, and th that caused a jealousy and kind of a mess, yeah. So what does the Bible actually teach about homosexuality? Yeah, um, there's about nine references to homosexuality in the Bible. If you go to our website, pastorstudy.org, two S's, and click on the line, what does the Bible teach about homosexuality? You'll get all the verses. And you'll get my article on what do you say when people are trying to throw these verses out, which liberals are doing in our church today. But um, pastorstudy.org, what does the Bible say? Every time it mentioned homosexuality, Jackie, it condemns it. It never says, but it's okay if you really love each other, which is what the liberals are trying to make it say. It never says that. Um. What does a person do if they have this struggle? Yes. Like, what yeah. did you do to right. get yourself? Uh, first of all, Jackie, when, I mean, I, looking earlier, I, I see signs that there were issues, but it was in college that it became clear to me, what's going on? I got a problem. So I, I did a dumb thing. I went to, I was at the University of Texas at that time, and I went to the Campus Counseling Center and got awful advice from this secular psychologist student who uh, basically the, the point was embrace it. Well, by the grace of God, I never embraced the behavior, but it, I, I did stuff that was yucky. And uh, um, so beware of secular psychologists, Jackie. And uh, what's tragic, in California and in New Jersey, if a psychologist or a counselor wants to help somebody under 18 out of homosexuality, that is now illegal. That is called liberal bullying. That's closed-minded liberalism. If a 15-year-old boy wants help, the states of New Jersey and California won't let him get help. That's just evil. So, yeah. You talked about you joined this group. Yeah. Okay. How did you learn of that group? Right. You know, if there's somebody watching this and you are struggling with same-sex attraction, if you're a Catholic, you can go to what is called Courage. They have groups all over the country. If you're a Protestant or an evangelical type, Google Restored Hope Network. And there are places all over the country that will help people that have this struggle. They have support groups all over the country. 
Restored Hope Network, and you can get into a support group like I was in, what happened to me is extremely rare. For, for a journalist to invade a, a, a support group and then write an article with bent truths about it, that's really, uh, I mean, Jackie, because it was so unethical what this magazine did, the story went all over the country. And, and I had to talk to my family about this. That was awfully hard. So it's, but you'll go, you can find a good group where they won't invade your group. <laughs> How do you think he invaded that group? Was it because of you personally? Oh, it was because, I, Jackie, as you know, we've had this TV show for 27 years now. Periodically, I talk about homosexuality on this show. And again, the guy that left the group that went back into the homosexual lifestyle had a, had an axe to grind. He found this magazine that would do the article, and he's the one that, that encouraged this to happen. That's what happened. Okay. And I have to pray for that young man. He's not very young, but anyway. So you, you said you came to grips with this when you were in college. Yeah. But when did you first discover that you had the problem? Well, that was in college. It was I mean, I, I can tell you that as I look back, I can see growing up that I mean, Jackie, I'll give you a for instance. You know how the devil plants lies in us, even young? Listen to something that happened. I'm 12 years old. I want to go to downtown Omaha to see a movie. My buddy Scott is supposed to meet me downtown to see the movie. He doesn't show up. So I go into the theater by myself. I'm 12 years old. I barely know what heterosexual sex is. I don't even know that there are homosexuals. I was 12. And back in that day, you didn't talk about it on every TV sitcom. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the theater, Jackie, and this man comes and sits next to me, and he puts his hand on my knee, and he slowly is working his way up my leg. Now, again, Jackie, I don't know what a homosexual is, but I knew this was spooky. And he got up closer than he should have been, and I got up out of the, out of the chair. I went into the restroom. He followed me in. And he's standing next to me, and he says, uh, I didn't scare you down there, did I? And I can still remember, scared, I'm not scared. What makes you think I'm scared? I mean, I was petrified. <sighs> well, I went back to, my, to a different seat and never saw him again. Got on the bus, went back to the bus stop. My sister picks me up. And I, I, uh, I'm, she's older than me. I'm 12, and she's like 17. I'm white as a ghost. And she said, Tommy, what happened? And I told her. And she kind of laughed, and she said, well, don't tell anybody because people think those men only go after kids that really want that. Well, that set up an evil image for me that I must have really wanted that. I must have. I mean, Jackie, the devil plants lies on us as we grow up. And so the lie that I was told growing up is you're not manly enough. Something's wrong with you. And that is the lie. And to that lie, I have to speak the truth of Christ. God the Father created me a heterosexual. God the Son redeemed me as a heterosexual. And God the Holy Spirit is sanctifying me and strengthening the heterosexual. You know, Jackie, ultimately, nobody is a homosexual. We're all born heterosexual. This homosexual thing is a lie of the devil that is all over our culture today. Were you angry with your sister for her response? I, I, again, I, I was so scared and didn't understand any of this. Looking back on it, I kind of am. <laughs> In fact, I talked to her recently. I said, do you remember when this happened? And she does remember. So. It, okay. Yeah. So do you still get tempted, Tom? I do. Now, again, Jackie, if you were to interview some, I, I, I talked to, a, I think years ago, we had a former lesbian on this show, and I interviewed her. 
she says she never even gets tempted anymore. That's her story, and I think that's real. For other people, it's uh, a struggle to the day they die. But again, it's not a sin to be tempted. We're all tempted. Jesus was tempted. It's a sin to act on the temptation. We're never promised to be free of, of temptation in this life. Why do you think God chose you to have that struggle? <laughs> I'm thinking so we could do this very TV show. Predestination? Romans 8, yes, indeed. Romans 8.28, you know. So there you go. So I guess the next question for you is, with what you've said, do people or can people ever get totally free of this? Well, there are men and women who have same-sex attraction who get married to the opposite sex and have kids, and they have a good life. Now, do they still get tempted? A lot of them still do get tempted, but they're not acting on the temptation. Okay. What about people who pray for years about this, like you said you did, and why doesn't God heal them completely and take it away? Again, some people he does. Some people he leaves. That's kind of like, why did, in, what is it? Is it Second Corinthians 8 or 9? Paul the Apostle talks about this thorn of the flesh that he has. Nobody knows what that thorn was because he didn't define it, but this demonic thorn in the flesh. And three times I said, God, would you take this away? And God said, no, my power is made perfect in weakness and is to keep you humble, Paul. And Jackie, I, I, I will say this. You know what this struggle has done for me? What? It has brought me closer to Christ than I would be without it. Because, Jackie, early on I realized, Tom, you're a sinner. You need Jesus. <laughs> That's what this struggle has taught me. So, um, uh, yeah, so some people get totally free from the temptation. Some people don't. But Jesus said, if you would follow me, take up your cross daily, deny yourself, and follow me. So that's what we do. Tom, do you personally share this now with a lot of people, or is this kind of like the first time? No, no. I, I, I bring it up with people when uh, the... the the homosexual that with AIDS that sat next to me on the airplane, I shared with him my struggle. He's, he's given his, himself over to this, and I, I said, look for this, because he says he's a Christian. I said, well, the Bible says you can't do both. And uh, so, um, yeah, I, I share it when I need to, yeah. Okay. Pastor Brock, do you think the church has made mistakes in the way mm -hmm. they've handled yeah. people that come through yeah. and share this? Yeah. Jackie, as you know, we were in the ELCA Lutheran Church for years. I can't tell you how grievous it was for me to have to get to the microphone at our conventions and challenge our liberal bishops who were promoting this stuff. And me with my struggle having to get to the microphone and say, but the Bible says it's wrong. 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 through 11 says, if you get into this and don't repent, you're going to hell. Bishops, could we listen to the Bible? And so there's two extremes we need to avoid. We need to avoid the extreme of the liberal churches, United Church of Christ, Episcopal Church in America, Presbyterian Church USA, ELCA Lutherans. Uh, we need to uh, not make their mistake where they've thrown the Bible out and have they have embraced homosexual behavior, loving, committed homosexual behavior, but homosexual behavior. The other extreme is by the conservative churches that this is the worst sin that there is and if you got this sin you know there's no hope and uh, that this is you know the Bible never says it's the worst sin it does say it's a sin so those two extremes we need to avoid the middle ground the biblical ground is this is a sin turn from it fight it
trust in Christ and all sin is forgivable through the blood of Christ. That's the perfect middle ground. So in this case, then you're saying people should take the middle ground and not yeah. go to one extreme That's or the right. other. That's right. Okay. What further things contributed to your struggle? I mean... Okay. Well, let's see. Um, I think the main things are the, the breakdown with, with my relationship with dad when I was a little boy that never did get very fixed. He was, he was a real distant dad. Um, the jealousy I had of my brother who was more into sports than I was and that made me wonder what's wrong with me. And you know, Jackie, nothing's wrong. With, there, there are a lot of men who are artistic that don't have a shred of same-sex attraction. But, you know, part of this might be cultural. We think this is feminine and this isn't, you know. So uh, I, I think that's, uh, but I will tell you, Jackie, <laughs> when I went through this mess five years ago, I was interviewed by various people. This secular radio talk show host says, well, Pastor Brock, why don't you just go with these feelings as who you are? And I said to him, I'm glad I didn't go with these feelings. I'd be dead. And I said, a lot of the men that embrace this stuff, who would be my age, are dead because they embrace this stuff. So was the fear of death the thing that uh, you know made what's, you what, never you know go further? One big thing that has kept me from engaging in homosexual behavior, fear of the Lord. You bet it is. I don't want to go to hell for eternity. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11. And it's not just homosexuals that go to hell according to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Fornicators, that's people having sex outside of marriage. Idolaters, adulterers, uh, thieves, greedy. Read 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. A lot of people watching this show are, are having sex outside of marriage. That's called fornication. Fornicators, unless you repent and come to Christ, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, Pastor Brock, for define a lesbian is it yeah a lesbian is a woman that has sexual attraction to another lesbian some liberal scholars who don't know their bible write books saying the bible never addresses lesbianism wrong romans chapter one talks about women abandoning the natural function of the men and and and, and going after women. so it's in the bible both men and women are not to have sex with their same sex okay so Homosexuality does encompass both sexes. It is. It does. Yeah, men and women. Yep. Okay. Um, when do you do any counseling now with people? Yeah, I do. In fact, I did before I came. Before the whole story broke, I did. Now I do more, <laughs> and I have people. Like I had a pastor from Wisconsin come and bring his twenty-year-old uh, parishioner and. I begged this parishioner, he had just left his boyfriend, and I just begged him not to get into this behavior. I said, we're doing this because we love you. We, we want you to have a good, healthy life. Not only will this eternally affect you if you get into it and not repent, uh, you'll get disease. I mean, Jackie, the diseases in the homosexual community, you don't hear about them much, but they are, oh, they are there. So how does the, church, the churches that are doing marriages and things like that justify what they are doing yeah, is yeah. right. The question, good question. What do the liberal pastors do with these nine verses in the Bible that condemn homosexuality? They reinterpret them. And they say things like this. Well, the Bible condemns promiscuous commercial gay sex, but not loving committed gay sex. In other words, it's wrong to be promiscuous or it's, it's wrong to sell your body as a gay hustler, but 
loving, committed gay sex the Bible never condemns. Jackie, again, go to pastorstudy.org, hit the button, what does the Bible teach about homosexuality? It never says it's okay if you love each other or if you're committed. It says it's a sin. So, but Tom, there's all these groups that have changed our constitution yeah. as a result of their lobbying mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. What makes them wrong? Yeah. And what is God going to do to them? Right. Uh, it, um, you know, Jackie, America is going 150 miles an hour downhill now. In the wrong direction. In the wrong direction and toward hell, I'll say it. And uh, you know what's, what's sad to me? When I was young, you still had the cultural taboo that this is not a healthy thing. That taboo's gone now. When you've got bishops in the churches saying that gay sex is okay if you love each other, man has this culture changed. And so your question was, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just curious, you know, like the media, the television yeah. shows and everything yeah. that embrace this and that. Right. How does a person keep that away from people? Yeah. And is that yeah. convincing people that well, it's okay? I think the reason we have so many people now, Jackie, what was this, the figure that I quoted earlier? 63% of Americans now affirm gay behavior. 63%. That's up a lot from 10 years ago. And, and why? Well, we've got shows like The View. We've got Ellen. We've got TV sitcoms that have, you know, even though homosexuals make up about 2%. And, and even, uh, you know, this is, this is not conservatives making these figures up. 2% of Americans are homosexual. You wouldn't know that from watching television. Yeah, every sitcom seems to have a gay character. <coughs> so, Jackie, the sad thing for me is all these young people growing up hearing all these lies off of TV. You know, the only thing that will save you from that lie is if you know Christ, if you're reading your Bible, if you're going to a good church. And that's why I encourage you, if you're going to one of those bad churches, find another church home where you can give your money to something you believe in. But, Pastor Brock, is it because of this that we've gotten into this um, big debate about transgender yes, now? Yes, yes. And is that an offshoot from people who yes. have struggled? You know, Jackie, this whole thing about Bruce Jenner now being Caitlyn Jenner, and Jackie, there's not a modicum of objectivity in the press on this. I mean, some time ago when the Supreme Court ruled for gay marriage, there was rejoicing in the press, and I'm thinking, could we please have two sides? Could you get somebody on that still thinks it's wrong? None of that. The, the Bruce Jenner thing, uh, you know, if you're Entertainment Tonight consulted GLAD, the gay lesbian, and you know, the pro-gay group, on how to refer to Bruce, her or him, or, which, why are, they, why are they consulting an activist homosexual group? Could we have some objectivity in the press? That has gone out the window. And, and so, yes, a, a, a big reason we have this problem is the press is very liberal on this. Higher education, you send your students to the University of Minnesota or any major university, the faculty is overwhelmingly liberal on this stuff. Well, Tom, too, there's been all these disputes about transgender young people wanting to play like girls baseball right, right. or girls wanting to play boys basketball mm -hmm. what is that a result get, of from get that poor kid some help you know what Jackie years ago there was a horrible TV show that hallelujah has gone off the air called the Ricky Lake talk show she had on uh, I think she it was a, like a, a nine-year-old boy who thinks he's a girl 
So on the stage was this boy dressed up as a girl with mom and dad there. They're calling him Judy, and they're sending him to school in a dress. I think that's child abuse. Instead of getting this poor, confused kid some help, Jackie, this, this is incredible, Jackie. The state of Oregon has decided they will pay for sex change operations with tax dollars for 15-year-old uh, children without parental consent. Get this, Jackie. So if your 15-year-old boy thinks he's a girl, he can get the state to pay for the sex change operation, and you as a parent can't stop it. Is this crazy? But this is what you get when you leave God, and America is leaving God. Do you think there's anything that will turn it around differently, Tom? Maybe a lot of bombs going off in America by Muslim terrorists might get our attention. Maybe a huge collapse in the economy might get our attention. Maybe another plague of some sexual disease might get our attention. I don't know. Why doesn't the media talk about the sexual disease and that, that this because they're These liberal practices. and they've got, they've got an agenda. They're selling homosexuality, they're selling transgenderism, and the facts don't quite matter so much because they're on a civil rights crusade, they think. They equate this to being black. What can we as Christians do to help people who come forward Good. like yourself? You know, everybody do this. Google Restored Hope Network, and you'll see groups all over the country that are helping people with this. If you're Catholic, Google Courage Ministry and, and you'll see groups that are helping with this. You know, if you go to a church and, and somebody comes forward with this problem, you know, uh, uh, refer them to these groups, but don't do what is highly evil, which is to tell them it's okay to sin like that or it's not really a sin at all. No, stick with the Bible. And you know, homosexuals die early, Jackie. If you, if you look at the figures, this can take years off of people's life. That's not loving. That's not loving to affirm that. And then there's eternity. Yeah, but Tom, you have never actually gone the full route. Right. So to that person who is craving that same yeah. attention, I would tell them, it ain't easy, but you can, by the grace of God, only by the grace of God, you can do it. Get into a good church, a good support group, get good Christian friends. Well, this has been a very difficult show to probably listen to and for Tom to have to respond to those questions. Oh, yeah. But I think it's something that we, as Christians, need to be aware of mm -hmm. and should really be praying that if we are put in the position where we know of someone that needs our support, we're able to give it in the right way, and that's what we should be doing. Lovingly, humbly, hold forth the truth. So, Pastor Brock, do you want to close our show yeah, and let's, maybe let's, let's talk? Let's pray. You bet. And, Lord, we want to pray for anyone watching this show that has a grandson or daughter or a son or a relative, and they're wondering if they should affirm this behavior. God, keep them from that. And, Lord, if anyone watching this show struggles with this issue, give them grace to fight. Give them grace to deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow you. We ask this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.